Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. Well, first of all, I wanted to continue on a little bit about the capitalism thing. Yeah. And from the sense of growing wealthy, uh-huh. uh, from one of the richest men in the world, Warren Buffett. Uh-huh. So there was a conversation that Jeff Bezos, at the time when he was the richest man in the world, he's no longer that, um, I'd be okay being the third richest man in the world, <laughs> frankly. Um, but he asked Warren Buffett, if your way of investing is so successful, why isn't everybody doing it? Oh, uh-huh. And Buffett's response was very simple. Because most people want to get rich quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I found an article which I found very interesting. I'd like to talk a bit about this um, in the next few minutes. Yeah. 12 things poor people waste money on. Okay. So tell me what you think. Because I was thinking about, you know, do I do these things? Are there things that I could be changing myself? Um, and the first thing he said was neglecting personal development. Oh, I totally agree with that. Right? Totally agree. And I would say that's not just poor people. I would also agree with that. Yeah, you know, I would say that's every level. I mean, we were at a, a conference last week. Uh-huh. And one of the speakers of the conference said that there are studies that show that most people don't even read one book a year. Yeah, it was like 90% of the people don't even read a book a year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. The next one was relying on credit cards. I would agree with that. All right. Now, I was watching, uh, what was it, CNBC, uh, uh, Fox Business yesterday, and they were talking about the average interest rate now is 20.7%. Oh, I kind of thought it'd be higher, frankly, on a credit card. And that's what I thought. I thought it'd be like 28 or something by now. Yeah. Well, I think it's because those credit cards are the ones that, people with bad credit are getting and those are the ones that really make the news okay. and, and so it's an easy thing to talk about because i know i get offers on credit cards you know for 5.8 percent or set now i guess maybe seven i don't i, I just throw them straight in the trash <laughs> um i don't believe in, in paying interest on credit cards uh you know i use a card but i right. pay it off in full every month you know when it comes in but credit card debt has hit over a trillion dollars wow okay okay so that's another one that people need to get control over. Now, this is one that did actually hit home, but not as much as the title of frequenting bars and pubs. Okay. You know, it said spending money on social activities like drinking at bars can add up. Opting for more affordable social gatherings like get-togethers can help save significantly. Yeah. You know, I've thought about the fact, you know, when Elaine and I have gone out with you and Cindy, uh-huh. you know, we're going out for a nice dinner. Yep. How many times we've also gotten together at each other's homes. Uh-huh. And you have made the comment, <laughs> I so much prefer this. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know? And it's not so much about the cost of it all. Yeah. It's more about <laughs> the fact that it's a lot more relaxed. It's it a is. lot more, uh, it's a lot quieter. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not competing against the people talking next to you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when I think about how much, you know, like 
it, it irks me a cup of coffee now at a restaurant's about three and a half to four dollars. At the airport, it's seven. Well, you know, that's a, that's a whole nother that's conversation. That's a captive audience, <laughs> yeah. okay? This one was one that I know a lot of people do. Chasing the latest technology. Um, that new iPhone yeah. comes out, you have to buy that new iPhone. That new computer comes out, you have to have that new computer. Not me. <laughs> nope. There you I'm go. Android all the way. You got a flip phone still in there? A PC. I was thinking about going back to flip phone. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Now, what was the title of this? 12, 12 what? Mistakes uh, they make? What is Warren it? Buffett, 12 things poor people waste money on. But I don't think it's just yeah. poor people. Yeah, I think, you I, know, maybe maybe poor people from the sense of Warren Buffett, which would be most of the population in this country. Um, under $100,000? I don't know. Um, under $40,000. I think the federal poverty line's like 28000 or I'm something gonna say under like 20, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I guess that... Now, I can see to to this point, you know, I'm, I'm not one to go get the latest iPhone. I usually wait till it's a couple of years old. That's what I And do. they come out with the new one, and then I buy a new old model. <laughs> but if you're borrowing money, putting it on a credit card to get that new, newest phone, newest headset, I totally think that's a destructive cycle to get into for sure. Oh, yeah. And you have to, you know, start to look at yourself and wonder, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know, um, I heard a guy that helps helps people get out of debt. And we can continue this after the break. Yeah. Helps people get out of debt. He said, what is debt? It's buying things you don't need with money you don't have to impress people you don't like. Right. Right. The, uh, well, we're at what, number four, number five? Um, yes, one, two, three, four. Yes. All right. We're almost halfway through the list. We will take a short break uh, here on this gorgeous Saturday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to the Investor Coaching Podcast. Now, you may be one of these people that's listening and realizing, wow, investing, there's a lot more to it than meets the eye and financial planning tax laws constantly changing and recognizing that maybe you might need some help in this area, but you don't want just anybody to help you out. So we have 10 offices in the Middle Tennessee area, and everything we do is fee only. We align our interests with your interests. So you can get an initial 15-minute phone call with any one of our offices just by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. That's it. Every one of the offices is run by somebody with 20 plus years experience. They're all degree planners. They all have academic backgrounds in investing and you can get the help that you need. So if you want to set up a complimentary phone consultation, just go to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. And we look forward to seeing you soon. So we were leaving off at some of the things, some of the bad decisions that poor people make with their money. I think we were at number five. So well, we're bring talking, it home, Ira. We were talking about chasing the latest technology. And, yeah. You know, I uh, I probably update my phone about every three years. Usually yeah, pretty close. Like yeah. um, the two generations <laughs> later, I'll, I'll buy the new phone. But then my wife gets my hand-me-down phone. <laughs> You were fine until you said that on air. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Look, I'm transparent, man. I'm, you know, my life is an open book. Um, this one, my wife is a whole lot better than me on this one. Um, overspending on clothes. Mm -hmm. Buffett, along with other billionaires, 
leans towards simplicity in his wardrobe. Hallelujah. Choosing classic, durable clothes over flashy, expensive brands that can result in significant savings. Now, this one I'm guilty of. Buying new cars. Oh, uh-huh. But <laughs> I hold my cars for 10 to 12 years. Yeah. My last car that, that, that I, had a, I had a change, uh, had a leak in the roof. Oh, uh-huh. It's just yeah. not right. good for driving. It had 220,000 miles on it. Yep. So I didn't think the car owed me anything. I uh, I tend to buy one that's two or three years old. And that's what he recommends. <laughs> and I drive it until the wheels fall off. Mm-hmm. I hate buying cars. I know that. I, I don't even like selling cars. I just basically find someone that wants it for a grand and will tow it away or drive it away. And they may get a great deal out of it. I just, I don't like the whole thing. And uh, I've, I've driven Lincolns since... I bet for about 30 years and I had to get rid of a town car, uh, for this last, uh, I got the continental a few years old. I was glad the Lincoln brought that back, but I had about 245,000 miles on that. It was like sitting on your couch going down the freeway. I mean, it's just a great, mm-hmm. they just don't make cars like that anymore. Yeah. No. Um, unused gym memberships. I have previously been guilty of that, but I've Canceled those finally. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I bought, um, I, I, my last gym membership was here when I first moved here. Um, I, I asked my accountant if I can deduct it as a charitable contribution since it was the YMCA. <laughs> and I was told no. Uh, unnecessary subscription services. Now, I wonder oh, how I'm, many. I'm probably still guilty of that. I'm I go through my American Express bill sometimes and just like, what is that? charge for uh-huh. yeah i'm on top of that you're on top of that yeah i i rather sit through ads well maybe because the business that i i am in i want to see the competition yeah. whose voice is better than mine's because i want that penny yeah. well they have I'm on top of they have entire man. apps now that you can download either on your computer or phone and it'll just kill all those different subscri- unsubscribe you from all that stuff and you yeah. don't even have yeah, to do it. True. You're right. For $6 a month, we will monitor yeah. all your subscription apps. <laughs> exactly. Well, wait a minute now. That's and, the government. And, and help you save money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, over-reliance on skincare products. I see commercials for that on TV. I don't buy any of those. Yeah. Well, we're um, on the radio. Maybe that's because they're watching TV at 2 a.m. when they're advertising skincare products or oh, something. Yeah. How about regular nights out? Socializing is essential. Frequent nights out can be a significant expense. I um, just don't have any friends, so it's not because I'm not poor, I guess. I just don't go out very I don't often. like people. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's one. Gambling. None. Zero None, problem zero, with that. Zero problem with that. All right. Um, I don't have a problem with gambling. I, I, no. Um, smoking. I don't do that either. You know, I figured out for a client one day um, that he was into chewing tobacco. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. And he was spending about $15 a week yep. on chewing tobacco. 60 bucks and a month. And he was less than 30 years old. And I said to him, you know, I said to him, do you, you know, I asked him, do you know what this is costing you? And he said, yeah, about $15 a week. I said, no. Yeah. And I ran the numbers using like an 8% rate of return. Uh-huh. And between 30 and 65, that would have grown to about $150,000. There you go. Plus, how much is it going to cost him to get sick? Yep. You know, lost things work, like that. Lost income, yeah. Um, so those are his 12 things that poor people waste money on. Well, it's, it's interesting. Uh, before we shift gears, looking at retirement, thinking about just – 
some unconscious spending thinking about that uh, subscription uh-huh. uh, one that he was talking about. Uh, there was an article in Bloomberg that people no longer know how much to tip. And boy, that has really changed. It had started changing a little bit, I think, before COVID, but certainly through that, now all of a sudden you go into a fast food restaurant, you place your order, and they spin that thing around, and it's like, do you want, you know, 15%, 20%, or <laughs> 22%? And like, I just wanted fries and a and a hot fudge sundae. Well, they already <laughs> added gratuity on that. Yeah. You know? And uh, it's this is an interesting thing. It's, you know, um, tipping can be seen as an obligation. And uh, my eyes are going out of focus. I apologize. Or a choice. There we go. And a, new, uh, and a new study shows the answer often varies by generation in terms of how you even view tipping. Younger people are more likely to tip by default, while older consumers tend to say it's a personal decision in a new survey from Pew Research Center. Our attitudes about when and how much to tip have been reshaped by all the screens prompting us for gratuities at cafes and other businesses. There is one area of consensus. Nearly three-quarters of the people said they now get hit up for tips much more often than five years ago. Have you experienced that? Yeah, Without a doubt. Because, for example, I was in the bagel store this morning. You know, every Saturday morning I go to buy a bagel. Um, You know, and to me that's just a consumer product. Right. You know, taking the bagel out of the basket, throwing it into a paper (laughs) bag is not, in my opinion, a service. I could just as easily go to Kroger or Publix and buy a bag of bagels. Or let me walk behind the counter. Right. And (laughs) I, I put my card in. And it comes up, you want to leave $2, $1, $5, or zero. And I think they've made it a guilt thing. Oh, for sure. You know, especially when they do turn over that fancy iPad. Yeah. Well, Say here's that a, again. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Here's guilt an thing. interesting yeah. quote. A paradox of tipping is that a behavior done almost without thinking can also be extremely emotional, said Stephen Zagor, an adjunct assistant professor of business at Columbia University. Some have grown so numb to the tip requests that they're ignoring them, prompting companies such as food delivery app DoorDash to warn customers that a failure to leave a tip could affect the timeliness of their order. So, you know, used to, and now this could be, uh, this could be urban legend. I don't know. You're, you can jump in on this, Leviticus, if you need to. But tips, you know, used to be stood for to ensure prompt service. Right. And that's where the term came from. And a lot of times you tipped in advance of the meal or whatever you were doing. And that was to make sure, you know, kind of like tipping the guy to get a better table at the restaurant or something like that. Or to jump to 30-minute wait. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's only at karaoke karaoke bar. (laughs) And, you know, and so now you tip at the end of the meal anyway. And the entire wage structure has changed around service stuff. I mean, it's really interesting how that's changed and kind of i think you're pointing out it's almost a guilt thing uh, on uber whenever i take an uber um this is interesting on short rides it says one two or three dollars and you can rate the driver five stars when i took some longer rides like from the airport you know out out to the hotel for a conference recently it was a longer drive it actually had percentages and i don't usually take long rides in an Uber. So usually it's the one, two, three bucks. And this had, you know, 15, 20, 
22%. And so, you know, I think people are starting to get a little worn out about that. But that's another expense that if you're actually a good budgeter, you don't necessarily add 15% into your meal budget. Well, my stepdaughter, um, you know, she's a crafter and she does all these um, fairs, you know, like she yeah. did Bonnaroo and, and is what comes to mind. And she was telling my wife that, you know, she got, she's been getting tips. So she makes these clothes, she makes clothes. Mm-hmm. And it, it, so now it's actually being built into the software when they flip it over to create the tip thing. I don't know if she could take it out or not. Wow. But she told me that people were actually tipping her. Yeah. I mean, so here they are buying clothes. I mean, can you imagine going into Macy's or, <laughs> or, or, or Walmart? Right. And the person who rings up your item, you give them a tip? I don't think so. <laughs> See, with jobs like that, I, I do it out of kindness in my heart. Like, you know, sometimes you have like eyes and end jobs and you just go above. Like I said it to you that I used to work in the boot industry. They begged me, let me, let me tip you. Because my service was that good. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 no. Well, uh, sometimes when rent was due on the first of the month, I took it. But <laughs> I took those tips. There you go. Oh. But I'm an over-tipper. My friends hate I... that. My siblings hate that. When the Dad, when he was alive, he hated that. I'm like, no, because, you know, I feel like they just went, especially if it was great service. Even if it wasn't great service, I still over-tipped. Probably like 5 bucks or $10 over. I, That's just the person yeah. that I am. I enjoy rewarding I great service. Time. Totally. Yeah. Really enjoy when that. When I don't do it, I feel bad, but yeah. that goes back to that guilt thing. Uh-huh. Like, yep. Oh. So there, there was a period of time um, when I was working my way through college that I actually worked as a server. And, you know, the whole, the whole thing, you're getting paid $2 an hour. So <laughs> it's all about tips. Right, right. So I know people, my sister is a hairdresser. Uh, so all the people that I know that work in the service industry, right. hairdressers, um, food servers, bartenders, they all tend to be over tippers yeah. because they know what it's like because there are people out there who actually don't know how to tip. Yeah. And, and I remember back in the day, it was like, you know, if you, you know, the average tip was 15% and yes. you were really fortunate, you know, you really did a great job if somebody left you a 20% tip. Right. Now, if you look at a lot of receipts, those credit card receipts at the restaurant, it's like 18, 20, the 22. Base, yeah. you know, so now they're raising the percentage the, of how much the, the tip. The bill's higher and the tip is higher. And I'll tell you where the, I had a really hard time with this whole thing. Uh, a few weeks ago, my wife and I were on vacation. Uh-huh. And we were down in Roatan, which is an island in South uh, Central America off of, owned by the, in Honduras. Honduras. Yeah. And it was an all-inclusive Oh, yeah. So I paid in advance for the food, the hotel room and yep. the whole thing, you know, the drinks that we had. It was all, you know, we had an armband and everybody knew we didn't have to pay anything. And I'm thinking to myself, how do I tip these people? Right. Because I don't know what anything's costing me. <laughs> exactly. Yep. In certain the, uh, countries, we, they, they frown upon that. There you go. We like uh, Japan and Korea. Like, yeah. You well, yeah, them, Europe they as well. Will. Well, I think, in, I think when my wife and I were in Paris, I think... The, one of the reasons the service in the restaurants was lousy is because they make like $18, $20 an hour. There's no tip and it's all included in the, in the price. Right. So you take away this incentive um, to earn and work for the tip. It sounds like capitalism works. Um, that sounds like socialism. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, capitalism is the incentive to Absolutely. get good service. Right. 
the, uh, hey, yeah, first world problems here on a Saturday afternoon for sure. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. If you want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.